thought it was pretty cool that Josh uh, put down on Facebook and asked for some song requests. And how, how fitting these songs were for today, what I think God has to share through, through me today. And, but there was one song I'm really disappointed he, he, he just refused to do for me. And I, it was a song I thought that would really kind of turn our lives around. It would be the hokey pokey. But he refused to do that for me. You know, because you've got you know, you to put your left hand in. You've got to put your right hand in. You've got to put your head in. You've got to put your feet in. And you've got to turn yourself around. We've got to be all in. The hokey pokey is a great spiritual song. It really is. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you that, wow, you just love us with an overwhelming love. That every nuance of our relationship with you is filled with your love. That there's no escaping your love. And we do not want to escape your love this morning. So we surrender to your love. We surrender to your purpose, your plan, your will. We ask, Father, that you would come and speak to us today. You would make us vessels empty so they could be filled with you, including me. Empty me of myself this morning, Father. Speak through me. Speak to me uh, and to all of us with words of life. Because we want to worship you with everything that we have. And as we grow in our knowledge and our understanding of you, it's, we, we, we're able to worship you more. So we ask for that revelation. We ask for that one wonderful gift of knowing you more this morning. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you, have, do you feel like life is like really moving fast? It's like really like just speeding by. Well, there's a reason for it. There's a scientific reason for it. You probably, I'm a, I'm a space geek, so I get off at facts like this, but right now, all of us are revolving around the sun at 62,000 miles an hour. 62,000 miles an hour we're revolving around the sun. I can almost feel the wind through my scalp. (laughs) What's even more amazing, as I was reading this article and just getting getting into it, was the the question that the scientists asked during in this middle of this article said, "What would happen? The Earth is traveling sixty-two thousand miles an hour around the sun, and all of a sudden it just..." Obviously, it would not be good. But scientists believe that it would take 64 days for the earth to slowly, not that slow, (laughs) crash into the sun. 35 of those days would be the survival time of human beings on the planet. So what it is really necessary, is really good, is really healthy for the planet to revolve around the sun. To continue that path. To not stop. Because if it does stop, death and destruction happens. So it's absolutely necessary for, for planet Earth to go 
and revolve around the sun in such a manner. Perfectly designed by God. But it's also the same for a human being, for a human heart. But it stops revolving, living for God. Decay. Destruction. Death. Happen. So it's absolutely, positively necessary for our lives to revolve around God. And that really is what we're talking about when we're talking about living a life of holiness. That every aspect, every nuance of our life, every part of our life is centered on God. His ways, His purposes, His teachings, His heart. Because as we revolve around Him, as our lives revolve in, around Him and is centered on Him, we gain life from that. So it's absolutely necessary for our orbit to be around God, for, to, to continue in our path. And that is what a life of holiness is about. It's what our life is centered on that makes us holy or not holy. We learned last week that God's Word teaches us that holiness is life. It's in 2 Peter uh, 1.3, it said, you know, for God, by His divine nature, has given us everything that we need for, for godliness and life. That everything is packed in there. And that he causes this God-hearted response to him in holiness to, to, to reach out to him and to proclaim who he is. And that holiness is actually life. It's, it is him imparting his divine nature, his character, that enables us to be holy and so that we can sing forth the praises of who he is. We discovered that morally blameless started in the heart. It was full of love. It started with love and it ended with love. That, the, that Jesus said that the pure in heart would see God. Not just in the future, but would see how God moves in their life. How God moves in the world. How God wants to move in the world. They would see God, how He operates, and they would see God as center of their life. Blessed are the pure in heart, but they will see God. Now, today we're going to talk about physical purity. 30 minutes is not enough time to talk about physical purity because we can go off in so many different tangents this morning. And certainly, sexual purity is a huge component of talking about physical purity. You know, the whole idea about being sacred to God, the word meant to be morally blameless, physically pure, and ceremonially set apart. This middle component is very, very crucial. But it's much more than just being sexually pure. And although that's a, that's a huge part of it. In the New Testament, there is scripture upon scripture calling us out to be physically pure, to be sexually pure. And certainly the challenges out there in the world today that assaults us on all levels, all media avenues, everything you go, there's an assault on sexual purity. Choose to God to be sexually pure because of what happens when you're not. But there is something I believe that if, cause if we... Sometimes when we, we think about being sexually pure, 
we, we, we come up with a list of rules, a, 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 a conduct. And we want to live a certain way. And we think that's going to be good enough to keep us pure. And sooner or later, that list fails us. It just does. Because we're human beings. Because we lose our center of gravity. Because we drift away from revolving around God. It just happens. So I was thinking, I said, Lord, there has to be something deeper here that, that we can understand about being physically pure that would help us center and keep revolving around you so that being sexually pure as being part of being physically pure, that, it, that, it, that this revelation, this, this idea, this concept frees us to do this better. And I believe he showed me something. So if you turn to, to Romans 12. Verse 1. Most of you are familiar with this scripture. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. I love this verse. Paul's making an appeal here, okay? This, this picture that he's, that in the Greek frame of mind thinking right here, he's in a court. It's a court scenario here. He's making an appeal. He's presenting some evidence. He's trying to, to get people, he's urging people to accept this body of evidence that he's presenting that a life of sacrifice, of holiness, of purity, and here's the key. Is worship. Here's the, that's the key about being physically pure and being sexually pure. It's worship. See, if we, if we have this mindset that everything about our lives is worship, that list of, that code of conduct is to remain pure sexually takes on a whole new connotation because every act is worship. And it is. It shows your heart will reveal what you worship or who you worship. And this is what Paul is saying here. He says, I'm urging you. I'm urging you. I'm, I'm really, really trying to convey something here to you. I'm trying to show you something. So I want you to pay attention. That by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual worship. The word present means to yield. It means to stand beside. So if I'm presenting myself to someone or to something, I am standing beside it, which means I agree with this. This is a legal declaration that we're making here. I am standing beside what has just been presented, and I am presenting myself to it. I am yielding myself to it because the evidence has convinced me convicted me and convinced me that it is true. That I am, the thought here is to surrender this vessel, this body, this life, and allow God to sanctify it, to make it pure, to make it holy, to make it an instrument of life. We present ourselves because he has made it possible. Let's just take a little side road here to Hebrews 10.22. It says this, Let us draw near with a true heart, and full of sureness of faith, 
with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. God has done the cleansing. He has made us holy. He has made us blameless. He has made us pure. The word bodies here talks about being a whole person, a person that's together. Whole. And it also talks about a group of people who are united. A family. So this is, a, this is a, an appeal not just to an individual, it is an appeal to the body of Christ. He's making an appeal to all the churches saying, hey guys, you've got to pay attention to this. Not just as people, not just as a person, but as a group of people. I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at this word bodies, and, and, and I, this question comes to mind. Why is God interested in my body? Why is God interested in my body? I mean, uh, I, I'm not really in shape. And I'm pretty sure I could find a spot or blemish somewhere on my body. I'm pretty sure. My ankle is hurting and it's, at the moment, feels defective. So what is it about my body that God wants? God's interested in. And to me, this is the beauty of the call to physical purity because it's a call to be closer to Him. See, we offer our bodies as a sacrifice. We yield our bodies as a sacrifice. We present our bodies as a sacrifice, but not for sin. That's already been done. We present it as an offering of worship. That's why God's interested in our bodies. Because it's not the way our bodies look it's the way our bodies act that make us holy. It has nothing to do with our appearance. I could have six-pack abs, and I wish I did. I could have them, and it would not matter to God. It wouldn't make me any more holy. Not the way I appear. But if I use this body, it becomes an instrument for Him to use and it, it revolves around His purposes and His will, then it is worship to God. Wow. See, Father God wants us to be visible, to be visible and to have a body of evidence of what He's done in our life. See, that's the whole thing. That's why our bodies are important. Because He displays His love, His redemption, His sanctification, everything that, that, that makes us pure is a light to the world and draws people to Him. The word living here means true life. True life. To be among the living, that means to be actively involved among the living. And I love this part. To enjoy life. See, there is a tendency... Sometimes to think about being holy, to walk a godly life, to walk a holy life, a life that revolves around God is boring. That there's no joy there. And that's simply not true. The enemy comes to rob, steal, and destroy, but I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. He wants to, to be alive, to enjoy it. The world will tell us what, what they think life is, what pleasure is, 
and they will lie through their teeth about it. But God is real. And God says, I want you to, I created this so that you would enjoy this. I can tell you how to enjoy pleasure. I can tell you what pleasure is. Let me define it. Let me talk about it. Let me show you what it is. And holiness uh, leads to a life that empowers true life. Because it's a life that revolves around Him. Sacrifice. This actually means a burnt offering. That we are to be a burnt offering. Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, 28 to 29, we read this. Therefore, we receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So what? Let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. This is a picture of an altar. And God just burning it up. When a fireman describes a house that's fully involved, he's saying that there's not a room in that structure that's not on fire. That house is, every room is on fire. It's fully involved. When we worship, we become consumed, totally involved with God's purposes, God's plan, God's ways, God's heart. It's, we're totally consumed by who He is. Totally consumed by what He wants us to do and become and be. This is what holy life is about. Being consumed by the Father. Now, living sacrifice is this. It's an ongoing commitment to a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. An ongoing commitment. A day-by-day commitment. Saying this relationship with Jesus, this covenant relationship with Jesus Christ, because it's more than just having a relationship. Because you know what? The enemy has a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's just not a good one. We have to have a love covenant with Jesus Christ. Revolving around his heart, his purposes. Saying that, you know what? We're going to be consumed by you. There is nothing of our life that's not consumed by your fire in it. This is the picture that God is saying here. To be this living sacrifice. Be totally consumed by it. Let the fire of God be in every area of your life so no one doubts who you belong to, who you revolve around, who you're committed to. The word holy is, is the same one that we've been talking about. Morally blameless, physically pure, ceremonial, set apart, acceptable. That word means pleasing, fully agreeable. Fully agreeable. Our bodies, our lives are acceptable to God because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The presence of Christ in our life makes us acceptable to to God. Wow. Spiritual worship, that phrase means this. It means it's a thought out and reasonable response that results and divine service. It means because of what God has done for us, we have reasoned, we have used our minds, we have thought about this, and we have said, you know what, this is the truth. And then our hearts have followed suit and said, no, this, you know, my heart belongs here because this is the, the truth. And because this is the truth and He is the truth, I'm going to worship Him. And how I'm going to worship Him, that every part of my life is going to show that I worship Him. Even my physical 
security. Nothing. My mind, my soul, my body, my mouth, my hands, my feet. Everything worships Him. That is spiritual worship. A body is not holy because it looks good, but because its actions are good. Hebrews thirteen sixteen says this, Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. So it's not about looking good. It's about being good. About being good. I do want to talk about sexual purity for, for a minute. If holiness is about connecting to God, His heart, His ways, His pur- about having our walk revolve around Him, and God talks a lot about sexual purity, especially in the New Testament. It is chock full of great instructions, great encouragements, and great warnings about people who do not live in a sexual pure way. The world wants to divine what sexual purity is to us. And it has distorted people's identity all over the place. We see it all the time. People are confused about their identity, about who they are what their sexual preference is, and all the things that come out of this stuff that is just, not just evil, but breaks the heart of God. Because God is the only one that gives us identity. He's the only one that can speak identity into us and tell us who we really are. But sexual purity is an essential part of physical purity because it's God's will. Can you go to... 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're going to read uh, verses 3 to 4. It says, For this is the will, the purpose and determination of God. Your sanctification, the process of making you pure, that you abstain, that you hold yourself from. You're pulling yourself away from. That you abstain from sexual immortality, immortality, yeah, immorality, immortality, that'd be something different, I guess, altogether. I think that'd be more Muslim than anything else. But anyway, it says, it's okay. Woo, I'm going to go to the nose. I'm glad God's got a great sense of humor. All right, all right. That each one of you know how to control. And that word control means to acquire and to possess. You're going after this. You need to control something. You're going after it. And you're going to possess it. You're not going to let it go. His own body in holiness and honor. Honor means something that you have paid a lot for. It's got great value. It is priceless. For it is the will, the purpose and determination of God that your sanctification, making you pure, that you abstain to hold yourself from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control, to acquire and possess his own body in holiness and honor, value, 
something you paid a lot for, something that's very precious. So I thought about a couple of things about how, how can we control ourselves in holiness and honor. I thought about we have to get clean. 2 Corinthians 7 1 says this. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse, let us purge, purify, make clean. With this word here, cleanse, this was the word that's used when they talk about curing leprosy. Leprosy is a horrible disease. And you lose feeling. The pieces fall off your body. Decay. Let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit. Bring holiness to completion. Accomplish. Finish it. In the fear of God. We cleanse ourselves by submitting to the process of sanctification and following Him to the end. We make this commitment that we revolve around Father God. And we are made clean. We are made clean and we are cured by His love. His redemption. So, okay, we've got to get clean. We have to get control. Go back to that verse 4, four uh, First Thessalonians 4.4. 4, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. There's a good verse here that, that's going to help us think about this and maybe in a different way. In this 1 Corinthians 6. 19 to 20, it says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who lives in you and was given to you by God? This is pretty blunt here. You do not belong to yourself. For you have been what? Bought with a price. Therefore, glorify. And that word means worship, esteem, and celebrate. Therefore, glorify God. In your body. We belong to Him. So when we're tempted to not be physically pure, we need to realize who we belong to. We don't belong to the church. But that's a good guess. (laughs) We belong to God. Belong to God. So we got to get clean. We got to get control, and I think we got to get care. We got to get care because I think part of this, of being physically pure, is to be physically healthy. Physically healthy. That's part of it that doesn't get taught a lot about it, but it's something that's really beginning to convict me about being physically healthy. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says this, So whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. What we consume, what we take in, food, drink, exercise, is worship. Whatever we do, we do all to the glory of Him. I love cookies. Mm-mm. 
Had a great meatloaf the other night. It's great, awesome. I loved it so much it had two pieces. Probably should have stopped that one. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The God that helps the earth revolve around the sun at 62,000 miles an hour. So it keeps it in place so it does, its orbit doesn't decay and fall into the sun to be consumed in fire and destruction. That God lives inside of me. How I think, how I talk, how I eat, how I walk is supposed to bring Him glory. Everything. It's amazing how wrong this is. It says I'm done. <laughs> Boys, it's not a smartphone. It's a dumb phone. When we care for our physical body, we are worshiping the Father. Our physical health is an important part of making our lives matter and available for His service. If we're not healthy... We're not available for His service. Spiritually, physically, morally healthy. We're not, we need to be. It's worship. See, when we approach this with that mindset, I, I think it frees us. Because there's the wonderful thing about worship. This is why worship is awesome. Because it gets its eyes off of me. And not Him. And when I'm concentrated on the Father, when my life is really concentrated about revolving around Him and everything that He is, man, I do things a lot, in a lot better way. I live better. I live freer. I enjoy life. I'm able to walk in power. Philippians 1.20 says this, And it is my eager expectation and hope I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored, that word means declared great, in my body, whether by life or by death. Everything about my life, the beginning and the end of it, I want God to be honored by my body. My body, my life, everything that my life is, physically, spiritually, Mentally, relationally. So I'll just kind of sum up. Christ is honored by the way we live for Him. The act of being physically pure in, in marriage is worship. The act of being physically pure before marriage is worship. The act of being physically pure in our health is, is worship. And when we worship God, being morally blameless, being physically pure, being ceremonial set apart, takes on a whole new way of thinking and a whole new way of living. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for loving us so well that you would speak to us through your word. Pray that we would, uh, we would respond accordingly. 
how we need to. Individually and as a church. Because this is a, this is a plea to us. This is a, a strong request. That shouts out through the centuries. <laughs> you know, Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Be consumed by your love and your, your power and your majesty and your mercy. So that our house is totally involved. Not holding anything back. That living a, a pure life, a godly life, a holy life is, is not a struggle, but a joy. Meant to be enjoyed and meant to free us. So I thank you that that is your heart. Not to get us to adhere to a strict set of rules, but to free us so that we obey you because of the great love that we have for you. And that we worship you in every aspect of our lives. Teach us, instruct us by the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us to treat our lives and our bodies that bring you worship in everything that we do. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.